What is your favorite holiday tradition, Carmela? Hands down, it is our Christmas Eve celebration. Oh, and why is that your favorite holiday tradition? Well, because I'm with family, first mm, and foremost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we also celebrate by enjoying the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Aha! Well, today we are back again to revisit this holiday seafood extravaganza. Wow. And we have we have three new wines to try that we think will be great options for whatever your holiday celebrations are this year. So let's do it. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Wine Pair Podcast. I'm Joe, your sommelier of a reasonably priced wine, and this is my wife and my wine pairing partner in crime, Carmela. Hi there. And we are the Wine Pair. Okay, a quick orientation for those of you who may be new to the podcast. In each episode, we learn about and taste and review three wines that are reasonably priced, which means under $20, and should be easy for you to find. And our goal is to have some fun, to learn about some new wines, Mm -hmm. and talk about wines in a way that regular people like us can understand. Right. And we are regular people, right? We're normal. I don't know if we're normal, but we're... Regular. regular. Are we average? I don't know. I hope I'm regular. Wow. Anyway, and we are proud to say that we are officially recommended by the editors of Decanter Magazine who call us fun, irreverent, Chatty. and entertaining. Woo. Okay, last year about this time, Carmela, we did an episode on wines for the Feast of the Seven Fishes, mm-hmm. which you mentioned is your favorite tradition, and that is a tradition that many Italian-American families celebrate on Christmas Eve. That's right. Now, so I decided to bring it back this year for another shot at finding some great wines for that celebration. Did we not find any? No, we did. No, we did. And if you listen to that episode, you'll find some great wines. But I wanted to try it again. And and it's okay if you don't do Feast of the Seven Fishes. If you just do a holiday meal, that's fine. I mean, a holiday meal? I mean, some regular holiday (laughs) meal. (laughs) But I brought it back this year for one really specific reason. And do Ah. you know what that reason is? I bet I do. Because we watched, well, we watched the whole series of The Bear, mm-hmm. both series, mm-hmm. uh, both both seasons, and they have their own version of The Feast of the Seven Fishes That's on right. It. That's right. So first of all, it's our favorite TV show, The Bear. Oh my God. If you haven't seen The Bear, see it's The Bear. What's so your good. problem? Yeah. my whole Our whole family's like, oh my God, if you talk about that one more time. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then The Bear had an outrageous but amazing episode called Fishes. And it was based on the Feast of the Seven Fishes in season two. And the family in the bear is Italian. Mm -hmm. And this is an Italian-American tradition. And it's an amazing... Is it Italian-American or Italian? It's Italian-American. Are you sure? It is an Italian-American tradition. It's not an Italian tradition per se. I don't know. Oh, look it up. Be okay. part of the Look It Up Club. I but will. Anyway, I, I swear I looked it up and that's what everybody said. Okay. But anyway, what I want to do in this episode is I want to talk for a little bit about some similarities and some differences between Our Feast of the Seven Fishes and that episode in The Bear, just so our Americano friends can know what's real and what's fantasy in The Bear, just for fun. Okay. You ready? I mean, there's there, people could beg to differ, like about anything we say, though. Th- this because is true. Somebody's well, Christmas Eve may look very may look similar like it. to and, it. But if it, it does look similar to that, I'm sorry Please for you. Call helpline. Helpline. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about three wines that we picked out for this episode that we think should be really fun and really cool choices. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I said it. Cool. Mm. For that celebration, or really, again, any holidays, any old holiday holiday celebration, especially one. 
that may focus around seafood. Okay. Because as you would guess, Feast of the Seven Fishes is about seafood. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. I know. I know. Strange. And, you know, I don't know if there are other cultures that do something similar to that, but I'm sure there are. Mm -hmm. And one reason that I'm pretty sure there are is because there are a lot of regions in the world where there are a sizable number of Catholics. And for Catholics, which we were raised Catholic, it is very typical to abstain from meat the day before a major celebration or an observance of doing without during certain times of the year as a sacrifice. So Mm -hmm. like the day before a major celebration, kind of take it easy. It's a little bit of a sacrifice. During Lent, you know, during Fridays, you don't eat meat. It's a little bit of a sacrifice. Well, to some people, that's a huge sacrifice, right? But for me, it's like the best deal ever. Like, really? I don't have to eat meat? I can just have fish? Well, you beat me to the punch, too, because Italians aren't really super good about making abstinence from meat a sacrifice no in fact they kind of they it. just they like lean into it they're like they yeah. actually go kind of crazy yeah so you know, seven seven fishes you don't have just one no and so instead of it being about abstinence it's about going cray cray that's right and it's a huge party with tons of food yeah. again seven fishes and that's not and a lot why seven well Oh my gosh, it's Hmm. like you read the script, but you didn't because I didn't give it to you. But seven is the operative number. Seven is the operative number. Okay, tell us, Joe, why is it the operative number? Well, because, uh, first of all, there are seven or at least seven seafood dishes. Although in the bear, they were like, somebody brought an eighth and they you like were Freaked going crazy out. yeah now, but we did actually mention this last year but seven is an important number in catholicism and in christianity which is the reason why it's seven seven fishes so there are in the catholic church there are seven sacraments in the bible there are seven days of creation mm-hmm. jesus said to forgive 70 times seven mm-hmm. and so seven you get the picture. Like seven shows up. It's a up. lucky number. It's a lucky number for Jesus. <laughs> no, in the, it's just like, it's like a Christian kind of thing. Or very Catholic. It's very Catholic okay. to have seven things. Mm-hmm. But again, mostly there, are, I think it's a good excuse. Mostly there are seven fishes because Italians like to eat That's and right. we hate to do things small. So you wouldn't have the Feast of the Three Fishes, because no. you do three. Three is very biblical, but three is too small. Right. So it's got to be mean, seven. I mean, like I said, we lean into it. We just, yeah. you know, there's no just like holding back. Like, no. Oh, we'll just have like fish. We're going to have seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, if you are Italian-American or Italian, or you have friends, you know that if we don't have seven times as much food as we need, we think you don't have enough. That's right. So there you go. So if you come from a culture that is very different from ours, but are in a culture where there is a tradition of eating seafood at a certain celebration, we think this is a real good fit and that you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So this Christmas Eve, like every Christmas Eve that we have, there will be a big party. This year, it's at your aunt and uncle's house. Mm -hmm. And maybe next year, it'll be at our house. We'll see. We might be changing up the tradition a little bit. We might. We might. We would like to. But, you know, let's get down to it because we've got a lot to talk about and we have three very different and unique wines to taste and review, including a sparkling red wine. That's right. I said a sparkling red wine that are all Italian wines, as would be appropriate for this Feast of the Seven Mm -hmm. Fishes, and should offer you some fun alternatives for, again, any upcoming holiday parties or meals, especially where fish is served, whether you're Italian or not. But first... You got to do our shameless plug. That's right. So we want to thank you very much for listening to us. And if you haven't had the chance to do so, we would really appreciate you subscribing and following our podcast. And as a holiday gift to us and yourself, 
give us a nice rating and review <laughs> on our website or Apple Merry Podcasts Christmas. or Spotify. Happy and that, holidays. Yeah, and that would be amazing. And Santa will be sure to reward you for being good. Really? And the elf on the shelf will say, hey, that's really good of you. What? I don't know that with how the elf in the shelf actually I know, works. I don't either. That was post that, our kids, right, so right. I don't, we don't we don't really understand. We it. need an actual little lesson on elf on the if shelf. You, if you know anything about it, we please don't let have us know an elf on the shelf. We have three children. We missed that. We that did. was like that was yeah right post our children post mm-hmm. post. post that's right. And you can also follow us or reach out to us on Instagram at the Wine Pair Podcast or contact us on our website thewinepairpodcast.com, where you can sign up for our world famous newsletter okay and as we do every week we'll tell you someone we think you should tell about the wine pair podcast and this week we want you to tell anyone who loves the show the bear or bears in general okay okay Okay. how about somebody who's hosting christmas eve oh that would be good yeah that would be good but i do if somebody says the bear to you then you have to just go We've got wines for you. Listen to the Wine Pair podcast. Yeah. Okay. No, because you say, did you watch that episode with Jamie Lee Curtis and Christmas Eve and the Feast and of the Seven amazing. Fishes? It was crazy. And it was frightening. Well, we want to tell you that not, you know, like there's a great podcast where they talk about that. How yeah. about that? Okay. How about that? Okay. Okay. And then one more thing. I just want to see if there's anyone out there in listening land from Tappahannock, Virginia, because we are ah. super Curious, we're getting a lot of downloads for the area, and we would love to know more about you. We'd be so that, excited. That was such a good call to oh, ask. We would be. We would love to yeah, hear from we've you. We've just love noticed, it. and we're like, want to just draw a little attention to you. That's right. Figure it out. So reach out. Yeah. Joe at thewinepairpodcast.com. Okay. There you go. Okay. So I want to spend just a couple of minutes on how our Feast of the Seven Fishes is similar to and different. We call that a comparison from the bear. From the English teacher here. That's right. And look, if you don't know the episode or are still not sure what the Feast of the Seven Fishes is, don't worry. I promise this will be enlightening and entertaining because that is what our podcast is all about, right, Carmela? That's right. (laughs) Enlightening and entertaining. Exactly. Okay. Plus, many of you probably have traditional family and friend get-togethers during the holidays, and you'll be able to connect to the story regardless. Right, right. Italian-American, Feast of the Seven Fishes, whatever. Mm -hmm. So first, Carmela, let's talk about the people attending the festivities. We're going to do a comparison. Okay. Contrast and compare. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like any good family party, there are people there who are family by blood and people there who are family by friendship. Right. And they're both family. They're both family. Of course. Yeah. And in both the bear and in our family, there are both blood relatives and friend relations. Although in general, when it's at your aunt and uncle's house, which again, it is this year, there are a lot more friends that show up, I feel like, than when it's at your parents' house. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, it's very common in Italian-American families that some of those friends get titles like cousin or uncle, (laughs) right? And this happens in the bear. It yeah, happened it in happened our to you. It mm-hmm. actually happened to you. They're honorary family titles. How did it happen to me? Well, because you came into the family via my brother. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know this story, I won't give you the long story. The short story is <laughs> that we were the Italian families at our high school. Yeah. And they just thought because we were the Italians a little bit, you know. And we hung out together yeah, and we were sweaty and smelly. And, wow. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't going down that road. But anyway, they just grouped us together. And so they thought we were all cousins. Although you yeah. were the only one that, well, there was a couple of you who were not cousins, actually. Yeah. But everybody called you cousin. The cousins. We right. were the cousins. the cousins. And the bear, one of the main characters, is called cousin. cousin. And, he and he's not, not the cousin. cousin. But that's oh. what you call a family, a close family friend that's like a brother. You Could call him your a cousin. cousin. 
doesn't. Yeah. And then the other thing, it was always really confusing to me, especially in your family coming There's over a because lot of there were a lot of uncles, and I was <laughs> always confused yeah. about who was like a real uncle Ooh. or a married in uncle but or just a family friend uncle. Sometimes cousins become aunts and uncles. They do, and sometimes your dad still calls me Uncle Joe. Right. <laughs> right. Does. No, but like, if truly though, if you're like an extra special cousin. You could be called an uncle instead. Yes, exactly. You know, or an aunt. Yeah. And right? uh, yeah, I kind of feel like cousin is a little bit for maybe the younger crowd and uncle is when you get a little older. Right, right. Yeah. But, but I don't, we don't really say aunt as much. Mm, it's more uncle. More uncle. I feel like. We call the aunts uncles. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. <I> know, <laughs> we don't. Some of them we do. <laughs> okay. But actually, regard- yeah. No, yeah. And it's fine. Okay. Yeah. But regardless, the number of people at the party is usually big. Uh, and that changes the dynamics quite a bit. I mean, there's so much to unpack at both Christmas Eve. That's right. I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah. So, but I will say, uh, I find that the people at both parties are loud. The bear party right. and our party are loud. Both are loud. There's a lot of them, but a lot less violent in your family. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there can be some like you know people will throw sh- like an elbow or yeah. But a that's sh- we'll get but, to that in a second. Okay. But there, there is, okay. There's a friendly reason for that. Right. There's you know, not, it's like a polite, I mean, we yell at each other, but usually it's we're saying you it's know a good it's very thing. endearing. If you're getting yelled a lot at, of hugging like bear hugging, but not yeah. a lot of like bear fighting like in the bear. If somebody's shouting your name, that's a good thing. It's a fine. It's thing. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but good thing. Not in the bear. No. Not in the bear. Okay, let's go to the next comparison. Let's talk about the food and the preparation of the food, okay? Oh, God. So the first thing I'll say is that the preparation of the food at your family meals is way less chaotic than the bear. However, we do start early in the day. Well, that's I what I was going to say. I don't know if the bear, if the family, the, the berzatos? Yeah. The berzatos. That family, we didn't see the morning. They needed a morning pre preparation time which That's your family needed. does exactly we do that we get together in the morning Go and we it. prepare the fish we clean the fish we get the rest of the house set up we plate the, the desserts if the lasagna isn't made shuck the we'll, oysters we usually, yeah, we usually do that the day before but yes we'll shuck the oysters clean the crab so, exactly grill the I don't know shrimp they, yeah i don't know if they do that we didn't see that i no. think that the mother could have used Sh- a little pre-preparation that was the problem donna berzato the mother did the whole thing and she was kind of crazy and she was going crazy and she had had a lot of wine a lot of wine i don't know if it was suave or lambrusco or what was of red these. it was red it wine it was red and she had had a lot, a lot of it yeah. all right and th- and then the the dishes seemed a little bit different in the bear so the mom donna was making lobster which we don't do yeah. we don't make lobster mm-hmm. and she was also making bronzino which is Another very it's an Italian sea bass. They they cook it whole, right, like with whole the head fish. on. Though, mm-hmm. but we don't do that either. We don't do a no, bronzino. No, no. But there used to be actually one thing that we don't do that your family did, which is more typical of a feast of the seven fish, is, is to have bacala. Bacala, but they didn't do that in the. No, I, you know, neither. the bear didn't do. In fact, I could only I did watch it again. I only counted three dishes, and only two of them you saw: the lobster and the bronzino. And then she mentioned the Rockefellers, which is is an oyster reference. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I didn't see the seven. Uh, although the brother-in-law brings in, the son-in-law brings in tuna casserole, and which is a really, is really, really bad idea. Yeah. Yes. But in our version, there are usually like appetizers of like smoked salmon and calamari. And then there are waves. Clams. Yeah. Well, then, then there's waves of foods that come out ah. of the kitchen. So there's baked clams. And then there's 
oysters and then there's shrimp and then there's clams cracked and mussels and, and then there's cracked crab and there's you know so there's a lot of and they come out in waves right and we'll talk about that in a second too and then the meal does culminate in a buffet dinner that's set on another table that consists of things that's usually like pasta or lasagna breads and salads and all Cheeses sorts of other foods and, yeah yeah no meat although we did have a family member one year bring meat mm-hmm. do you and remember that was, yeah and it was really looked down upon it was, it was not, not at i our was house. happy about it i was happy about it but it was looked yeah, down upon. yeah it was like oh no okay now i do know i did note that in the bear donna the mom she is making additional food i don't know if you remember this but she's making she's got a big posh a big pot of what she calls gravy mm-hmm. which is tomato sauce and there were like meatballs and stuff in it and somebody said why do you make this and she said because nobody eats this shit ah, she's referring well, to the seafood you got to see what her dishes were looking like Wow, they were, exactly. If you watch the show, you'll know why. A little crazy. Yes. Okay. And then the last thing is there is a like a dessert table at your family thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the bear, but there, like tons of desserts. Tons right. Lots and of ton- Italian cookies. Tons of cookies. Mostly cookies. Pizzelle but we have an aunt who also celebrates her birthday. Yeah. So there's like always a cake. Yeah. Okay. And then let's talk about the serving of the meal, right? Okay. So one thing that was definitely different about the bear episode was that the whole family sat down at once to eat the meal. Right. And that right. was a crazy, chaotic, cookie scene, oh forks being God, thrown. Oh my God. It was Sorts it's of stuff. You, absolutely you, bonkers. You kind of have to watch it. Yeah. You, I you mean, just, it is so good. It, it is so good. It will stress you out. Yeah. In a, in a good and bad it way. It is not one of those, you know, series that you watch and feel relaxed. No, no. I mean, you don't. And you, after you watch one, you're like, I need a break. Yeah. I yeah, actually need a break. Yes. It's amazing. But in our Feast of the Seven Fishes, now I already talked about the waves, but there's no place for everyone to sit down. So people are sort of like scattered. You're like yeah. scattered. There's oh, couches it's, it's and chairs. It's yeah. a party. And it's, yeah. you're eating on your lap and you're standing up. And mm-hmm. it's so there's no sit down. No. Like there's the, the tables are taken up with food. There's no re. And then right. the other thing is in the kitchen, the first waves of food are served at the kitchen table and everybody's standing at the table. And then we, there's a famous line that we say in the family, which is. Eat and fall back. That's right. That's where you may get a friendly or semi-friendly elbow yeah. that's like, hey, bro, right. you're and it's not hogging like just, the shrimp. Let's go. Right. It's not like anybody gives you a, like a like an evil eye. Or, they just tell you flat out, eat and fall back. Eat like fall you've back. had your share. That's right. Somebody else needs to take your spot. That's right. Yeah. But that is, that's in the dining, I mean, the kitchen table, and you just sort of surround it, and it's amazing. It's I got to tell you, fun. if you haven't been, if you, if you don't have this celebration, invite yourself over to an Italian family celebration because you will not believe it. Unless you don't like fish or seafood. Or you're worried about it being like the bear. (laughs) Right, (laughs) You find another party. You may starve if you don't like seafood. Yes. You're kind of, you kind you used to be in that boat. But now I like some of the dishes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but we you have know, cousins who kind of dread the whole dinner part because they're waiting for the buffet. The pasta. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, but but we've left out the most important thing of the whole meal. Oh. For me. I the mean, wine. not for the wine. Ah. And this is the wine per podcast. So what do you say we get to the wine that we chose for this episode? I think we better because we could talk about this for all night. And you know, if you want to know more, just give us a call. Right. Well, we well, won't give you our number, but and just we give won't us a give call. you an invitation because we have too many uncles and cousins and aunts. Well, and if you're good, you honorary. might. You, someday you might. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, as usual, all of the wines we have chosen for this episode are reasonably priced. That means under $20, mm-hmm. Carmela. And all of them should be relatively easy to find because I bought them all on wine.com. Now, I'm not sure, as I always say, you will be able to find these exact wines at like your local wine shop or grocery store. 
but you should be able to find versions of them at any decent sized wine shop or wine section, and especially one that specializes in Italian wine. You should be able to find Mm -hmm. at least a version of these wines, even if it's not these exact ones. But, you know, you can get these exact ones at wine.com. And I also wanted to get a decent cross section of Italian wines. So there are two white wines. Of course, you're going to have white wines because it's seafood, right? Mm -hmm. So, And one of them is from Sicily. And then a sparkling red Lambrusco. And so that's a really fun and festive wine. And it's kind of a different choice. And I think it's kind of a conversation piece. No, I mean, because it's supposed to go well with fish, even though it's a red wine, but it's a sparkling red wine. And it's kind of, you drink it kind of cool. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, like most sparkling wines, it's not a, it's not a sparkling wine that you would serve warm. (laughs) You just would not go over as well. Okay. So the first wine we're going to drink is called Caruso in Menini Naturalmente Bio Catarato. Now, Catarato may not be a wine you're familiar with, but we think you should be, which is one of the reasons we do this episode. The wine is generally from Sicily, and interestingly enough, it's most often used as a blending grape in Marsala as well as huh. vermouth. Oh wow! So it's huh. it's that's how you might Is have it run be into a little it. Sweet. Uh, well, no, actually, oh. interestingly enough. Okay. So, but in, in this case with Catarato, and it's not the most common wine, but they will make a dry white wine, not a sweet wine. Mm-hmm. That's called Catarato. Okay. And then, as you can tell from the name of this one, Naturalmente Bio, it's or Bio, it's made from organic grapes. And it's also fermented in stainless steel. And the wine, Catarato, is usually relatively big-bodied and not super acidic. So this is a good alternative for us and maybe a good choice for family and friends who want to try, like a Chardonnay or something of that nature, mm-hmm. but want to try something different. Okay. So, again, might be a good choice. And here's an interesting little tidbit, too. Are you ready for a tidbit? I love tidbits. <laughs> a little gift. A little gift. A little morsel. <laughs> yeah. Some people think that Catarato is a relative or descended from the Garganega grape, which is what... Su- <laughs> I know you're saying you're gargling with that Garganega. Which is what Suave is made from. Oh, and Suave is our next wine. I love Suave. I didn't even know this was going to be that way when I chose these wines. I shouldn't have said that. I, You guys would have thought I was a genius, but I just let it out you of the bag. You are just... Incredible. So dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the next wine is called La Cappuccina Suave. Wow. Cappuccina Suave. Cappuccina. Not cappuccino, but right, La Cappuccina, right. which would be the feminine version. I don't know why. Wow. Okay. From now on, I'm going to ask for a cappuccina, <laughs> even though I don't drink coffee. I wonder coffee. what they would give you yeah. if you ordered You're a like, cappuccino. No, I want a female one. They'd probably just say, oh, I want a lady Americano. Coffee. And then they just give you one. Exactly. A lady coffee. I like it. <laughs> um, okay. So this wine is from the whole other end of Italy. Like, go the opposite end of Sicily, you know, like Way up diagonal. North, huh? Right. And it's, so it's in the Veneto region. Uh, and it's specifically from one of our favorite cities in the whole world, Carmela, where we spent some time, Verona. Oh. And Suave is becoming a little bit of a go-to wine. Mm-hmm. So, And Suave is on the a different end from the Catarato. It's a crisp wine. It's a lighter white wine. And it's really made for fish. Now, this winery says that this specific wine is left on the lees for six months, which oh. is not super typical for white wines. And it's not super typical for non-sparkling wines. Mm. So remember, again, the lees are like the sediment, the yeast left over from the making of the wine. And it can give like a nuttiness or a creaminess or sometimes that kind mm. of flavoring, especially in sparkling wine. And it sometimes give it, gives an aroma of yeast as well. Okay. So this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think you usually hear about white wine sitting on the lees. And I will say, this wine is very, 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 very 
like yellowy orange. Oh, wow. Dark. Like somebody didn't drink enough water. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. You had to say that. I did. I had to say it. You just couldn't resist. I couldn't resist it. Okay, Okay. so the last wine we're going to try today is a Lambrusco, which is a wine that can have a pretty varied reputation, I will say. Mm. So we've had a Lambrusco before in our podcast. And again, a Lambrusco is generally a red sparkling wine, and it can vary a lot in how it's made. It can be sweet. It can be dry. It can be fizzy or sparkly. It can be light or heavy. It really depends. So you you can't just pick up a Lambrusco because they're going to vary quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So this wine is called Peraranza Gibe Lambrusco Grasparosa di Castelvetro. And it comes from the Emilia Romagna area, which is also in northern Italy. It's just south of Venice. It's just south of the, okay. of the Veneto mm-hmm. and sort of east of Florence. Now, Lambrusco is the name of the grape, but there are actually six different varieties of the grape that wow. the wine can be made from. And usually they are a blend of different varieties of Lambrusco. But this wine is made from 100% Lambrusco Grasparoso di Castelvetro. Nice. (laughs) And then the area, I can almost say it, the area where this wine is from, which is just south of the town of Modena, is the smallest wine-producing region in Lambrusco. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That is. Now, this wine is fermented on the skins for three days. So it's a red wine, so you would expect it to be on the skins. Mm -hmm. And it's also fermented in stainless steel tanks. And Mm. this will not be a bone-dry wine. I'm just warning you right now. I'm expecting a little bit of sweetness. The Lambruscos always always have a little little, little, Yeah, They do. They do. And I'm expecting it to be kind of a fuzzy or Mm -hmm. fizzy wine. They're usually called... Fizzy. Yeah. They're usually called... Fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy. Like fuzzy in your mouth. They're usually called frizzante in Italian Mm. as, as a specific type of kind of like almost soda pop kind of fizzy right, kind of wine. Right. And it should be acidic. Kind of fine bubbles too. Yeah. Is that such a thing? I don't know. I feel like it's a little, like you said, fizzy rather than like bubbly. Yeah. It's not It's not going to look like a champagne. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't be able to see it anyway because it's such a dark wine, but it's not going to be like a champagne or normal sparkling wine with these bubbles that kind of come up to the, it, like it's more like a soda pop yeah. in, in that way. Hmm. should also be acidic and medium bodied. And should not only be a good complement to seafood, but like a fun wine that red wine drinkers should like as well. Okay. So I think we're ready to try these wines. I think so. Okay. This this will be fun. It'll be exciting. Some different wines and good options. And we'll let you know in a few minutes, or just a minute, which one of these we think is the best. All right. And they may tie. Who knows? That's fine. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're back and we're ready to try our first wine. This is the Caruso e Menini Naturalmente Bio Catarato. This is, <laughs> did you like wow. that? This is from Sicily in Italy. It's a 2022. This was $19.99 at wine.com. So mm. just on the edge. Mm. 13% alcohol, which is a little bit high for a white wine. 100% Catarato. And James is a sucky suckling. Oh, boy. We don't like James suckling if you haven't recalled we this. Don't, we don't. We don't. Okay. Look. Whatever. We don't even know the guy. He gave it a 92, which is amazing because wow. usually he just gives 90s. Yeah. Okay. But what are you smelling? Oh, it's nice. First of all, the bottle's really cool. We were talking about that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right off the bat, I'm wondering if it's oaked because it has a little, has bit, a little of bit of vanilla. Of, yeah, and buttery kind of smell to it. A little creamy. Creamy, like almost butterscotchy. Mm-hmm. But I am getting like apple and maybe... It's like a pear. A little bit of that okay. pear. At, whoa. What are you throwing? She's just... <laughs> what did you do? What did you throw? <laughs> 
fork. You threw a fork at my head? You threw the pen. I was trying to reenact the bear. Okay, you gotta you gotta watch no, it. Okay. No. I, I, no. Wait, what yes. were you saying? I don't know, a pear. You were getting kind really like a, a bear pear. <laughs> yes. Those wonderful Harry and David pears. Oh yeah. They were so good. And this has a little bit of that creamy, you know, pears can be kind of creamy. Not really, but I'm with you. Ooh, I don't know what the word is, but this has a bit of pear on it. I'm getting a little notes of nuttiness, almost a little Ew, nut on you're it. you're so nutty. A little nutty. almond, maybe a little almond. Okay. Yeah, there's something sweet on it, like maybe a little lemony, but I'm, I keep uh, getting a little tropical fruit, like maybe a little yeah, a little bit, a little guava bit. or, or something. Or even a little pineapple. Pineapple, yeah. Mm. Well, there's a lot going on in this glass. Yeah. Should we taste it and see what we think? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know if it's, I'm not sure if it's oaked, but it's medium bodied. Yes. Like, it's, it's definitely got a, a lot going on. A lot of body on it. Ooh, mm. yum. What do you think? It's kind of hot. I mean, it's a little alcohol. A little alcohol. Oh, yeah, it's 13% alcohol. Yeah. Which is a lot. I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like almost as a white wine, you could probably age for a while. Wow, yeah. It's, um, it's, it is good. And I do think it would be good with a lot of these, like, fish garlicky sauces that we, you know, that usually kind of a... Uh, a brothy sauce yeah. that goes along with the seafood, especially mm-hmm. I'm thinking like the mussels and clams. Yeah, it's I know a, I, we're jumping ahead, but all of a sudden I just no, no, I'm I'm totally with you, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of it's kind of um it's got body, it's got some depth. I think this would be a good wine for people who like a Chardonnay. I do. I think people would like it. Mm-hmm. But what flavors are you getting though? It is a little citrusy or lemony, mm-hmm. tangy. There's a tang to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think more of like a lemon. Citrus rather. There's not like orange, but definitely some citrus on it. And I'm getting a little bit, um, I'm almost getting Asian pear on it, like a little bit oh, of Asian okay. pear and a little bit of pineapple juice. Because it's a little tart or like a Granny Smith? No, I, no, more of that like crunchy Asian oh, pear. Oh, that's interesting. They, yeah. And they're pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. this has some sweetness on it for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I'm getting a lot of tart. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting like Sour Patch Kid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, a little tart and then sweetness. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting some honey okay. or vanilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a sweet, like not vanilla, like caramely kind of vanilla. Like, like that kind like, of, okay. Yeah. That a little, kind of caramely kind of taste. Right. Right. A little buttery so I'm, then. I'm, I'm almost thinking it's a little oaked. Yeah. But I, I can't tell for 100%. And I, I don't think it I is, wrote that it's down. It's got a bit. It's pretty bold. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's a pretty big wine. Okay. What food, you've already said, what food would I you... I think like, I'm thinking of Feast of Seven Fishes. I think like uh, spaghetti and clam sauce mm-hmm. would be really good. So mm-hmm. like anything with clams and mussels and... Grilled shrimp. Oh, grilled shrimp would be amazing. So good with this. this. Yeah, yeah. But I think oysters. I don't eat oysters, but I'm yeah, imagining. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, <laughs> I'm imagining you're gonna that, just like, I'm just gonna that. Throw Have it you out ever there. had an oyster? Um, not that I want to remember. <laughs> but I just think this is a very versatile wine. I think you could drink this all through the meal. I think you could drink this with pasta. Oh, you know, with red tomato s- sauce. I kind of think you could because okay. it's not a super acidic wine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe the tartness would be a little bit of a throw off, but right, right. but I think it could handle it okay. No, I do too. I mean, I think this would be great with all of the fish. I agree. All of the fish from start to finish. I think even so too. just like the the cl- ooh the baked clams ooh would be baby. really oh, good. Baby. Yes, with that breading on mm-hmm. top. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Shout out to my aunt Deanne. Ooh, They're ooh. the hosts this year, and she makes ooh, ooh. wow these amazing Raise baked clams. The roof. No, but this could go even with the simple like. Cracked crab. Ow! I hate cracked crab. 
No, actually, I never eat it. it freaks I like me out. it. Okay, fine. I like it, freaks it me but out. the grilled shrimp are my favorite. And shout out to my dad. Oh, Because oh. <laughs> he's like amazing the on the grill with okay. those shrimp. Anyway. Let's rate this wine. Okay. okay as a reminder in our rating scale, Carmela loves, the, you can tell this is her favorite uh, celebration. Okay. We rate on a scale of one to 10 where seven and above means that we're going to buy it. And a four below means we're going to pour it down the sink. And a five or a six means we're going to drink it. And we'll finish it, but we might look for something else. Hmm. So what would you give the Caruso Emenini Naturalmente Bio Catarato? Whoa, as long as you say it. If you, mm-hmm. like, introduce it to me like that each time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a 15 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I might. Okay, I'm going to give it a 7. The okay. reason why is this. 7 is a great rating. Yeah, but, it means I mean, we're going to buy it right Yeah. Uh, it's not totally my style of white wine. However, I think at a big dinner party... This is a great choice because it kind of hits a lot of different palettes. Mm-hmm. Like if you like a white wine, good white wine. If you like a bigger white wine, good white wine. If you want something a little bigger bodied, good wine. I just think too, this is great. This would be great with food. I agree. It's a great, and so I guess I am starting to really think about how this yeah. would marry with the feast oh. of the seven fishes. You so marry a fish next week. Oh. <laughs> Raise the roof. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a break and we're going to try our next wine. All right, we're back. We're ready for our next wine. This is the La Cappuccina Suave. Is that a church on this bottle? I don't know. I'm not looking at it. It's from ah. Veneto, Italy. It's the year, uh, the year is, uh, the vintage is 2021. Or a schoolhouse. Okay. Probably not a schoolhouse. No, it's probably a... Uh, Cappuccina. Cappuccino. You know what? The Cappuccin monks were male monks. Maybe these are female monks. Who knows? Okay, can I just finish? $17.99 at wine.com. 12% alcohol. Garganega is the grape. And Vinius, which is one of my favorite uh, reviewers, gave Mm. it a 90. Okay. So you are really obsessed with the bottle. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the heck. Okay, at La Cappuccina, the site of an ancient chapel of Franciscan friars. Mm. Huh. For over a century? Mm-hmm. Ever? Every? Okay, since 1890. Okay. Okay. All right. There we well, go. There what are you we go. How about I start? How about you start since I haven't smelled it yet? Sweet, lemony, mm. something little stone fruity on it, maybe a little bit of peach on it. Yeah, I think I'm getting a little bit more of that peach nectarine even. Mm-hmm. Um, but citrus. Mm. I'm definitely getting citrus on it. Yeah, that nectarine kind of taste. I'm almost smell. I almost wonder if I'm smelling a little stone, you know, like a little rock. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm getting some. I'm getting a little bit of citrus, though. I said citrus. Yeah, I know. You said lemon, <laughs> lemony. Lemon. You said lemon sweet in the same S- yeah. sentence. Yeah, lemony sweet. Like lemonade. Mm. No, not that sweet. Mm. Okay, let's try it. Wow, that's it's tart. It it's is really tart. lemony. It's very makes you <laughs> pucker. Mm. Uh, it's very lemony. It's good, though. And I can see how it would be really nice with fish. And this is actually, it'll be, it would be a good, I mean, it's- I like this one. It's super clean, mm-hmm. super acidic. Yes. Like, this is really our cleans off the, kind This of is wine. our kind of white wine. Mm-hmm. Really crisp, crunchy wine. Mm-hmm. Sweet. It's got sweetness and lemony and tart. Like, it's kind of this, it almost tastes like a candy, but not a super sweet candy. Like a lemon head where you kind of have that just sweetness the, at the beginning. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the more you suck on it, the more it gets... Sucker. Well, gets a little tart. Yeah. 
Okay. It's really nice. Yeah. It is a different wine than the first one. A lot less body, right. a lot more. And this is, to me, is like a summer sipper as well. Like, this is something that would be great this to have during This is our kind of wine. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I love it. What uh, what food would you have with La Cappuccina? Oh, I think you could do so much with this. But this is also another wine. Like, the other, the other wine, I feel like you had to eat with it to really bring out that, to kind of balance it out. This, I think you could just sip and be happy. So I would agree with you, except that there are some... I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Are you disagreeing just, with no, me? No. Okay. I just think this is the wine that you and I would just sip. And I think the other wine is the wine that like a Chardonnay or a bigger wa- white wine lover would just sip. Okay. Yeah. So you and I... Yeah. Exa- okay. I get that. Like people... That one, I think I just would enjoy more with food. Yeah. Okay. But this is definitely for the crisp Italian... This is a classic crisp Northern Italian wine. And this would go well with... Any kind of, I mean, if you serve fried fish, so oh if you serve a fried you can have fish, spicy food with this, you a spicy could. fish dish too. Yeah, if you are a like calabrese, with the little and, red peppers. Yeah, in there. so if you're having something hot, great. Mm-hmm. If you're having fried food, like a fried calamari oh, or something, you know, it'd be, it'd be really, so good. really good. Mm-hmm. Think people, or if, even like some people do some fried like fish, fried sardines, oh, fried, you sure. know, a lot of different fried like foods. Like fruta de mare, mm. when you have that, oh, that, yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. always like bits of fried fish within that sauce too. And anything, yes, I'm totally with you. And mm. anything that you would add lemon to, any fish dish oh that you would add lemon to, this, like you wouldn't even crab. need it. You just put oh it on this. Oh my gosh. Or those, even the clams in the... The, the breaded clams. Oh, the baked, the the baked clams. Baked clam. Yeah. Oh, mm, man. They'd be so good. So oh. good. Okay, so wow. what uh, what rating are you going to give? Oh, God. La Cappuccina. Wow. La Cappuccina. Wow. I think that, if this is tough, like I'm almost wanting to pull back on that other one. Don't pull back. Really? Be true to yourself. Well, I I don't know. I'm like, is could this be a nine for me? Hmm. Or I might have overrated the other one. Well, you make the call. You, I mean, this is a delicious wine. I'm going to give it a nine. You're giving it a, give nine. it a nine. She's giving it it's a nine. It's a little bit of a reserved nine, but I think it's, I mean, a nine. That's a great rating. You're, you're giving on. it a great rating. Okay, okay. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. I really like it. Okay. I really like it. I just feel like we need to be drinking yeah. this. Yeah. And I might give it a seven. Like, it's a good wine. It's not like the greatest wine I've ever had, but no. I like it a lot. Right. I like it. Right. I like it a and lot. And maybe I just keep thinking about Feast of the Seven Fishes and how and it's this would be so good. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to try our last wine, which will be really exciting because mm-hmm. it's a sparkling red wine. Okay. We are back. Wow. We're to try our last wine. Giggles tonight. Huh? <laughs> this is the Pedersana Gibe Lambrusco Grasparosa di Castrovet. It's from Emilia Romagna in Italy. This is a 2019. You know, a lot of times sparkling wines don't have a vintage. Lambrusco, they often do. It was $16.99 at wine.com, 12% alcohol, and 100% Lambrusco Grasparosa di Castrovetro. Mm. Okay. What are you smelling? It's first of all, it's like it is fizzy. It's it always just fizzy. has like a foam layer Foamy. when you first uh, pour it, and mm-hmm. then it does go away. But it's just yeah, it's fizzy rather than bubbly. What are you smelling? Okay, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, right away I was like, is it wood or or like matchstick? But it's also kind of like some kind of herb or flower mm-hmm. or something. Very you- flowery. It's grapey. It smells grapey, mm. but it also smells very plummy to me, mm. like a plum jam. I don't know. There's something on it, though. It's like lavender, maybe? 
Lavender. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, happy It is earthy. It does smell like brambly. You know, that's kind of a nerdy mm-hmm. word term, but brambly, like you're in the you're in the woods and you're smelling, you know, blackberry bushes. Yeah. Which I do all the yeah, time. Kind of this is weird, but it smells a little bit like a hospital gown. Oh, that is weird. I don't I'm trying to Plasticky think about sticky or something. Hmm. I don't know. Soapy. It does have kind of soapiness to it. Sometimes flowery is soapy. Yeah, soapy soapy or cleany. Clean, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I'm kind of saying some contradictory things here. You are. But it... Medicine-y. Almost medicine-y in a way. Maybe, yeah. You know what it almost has a little bit of smell of? Band-Aids. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Almost like a little bit of a Band-Aid smell. Like that plasticky Band-Aid smell. I'm really serious. I think that's I what I'm kind of I'm, smelling. I got it. I yeah. got what you're smelling. Wow. Okay. Look we're at gonna, you. You just gonna, figured me out. We're going to... Uh, I figured you out a long time ago. Okay, oh, let's, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's taste it. Okay. I mean, it's... It is fizzy, like a soda pop. Ooh. It's kind of interesting. It's got a Band-Aid taste. <laughs> it does have a little bit of Band-Aid the taste The old-style Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. They used to lick. No, I don't know if Come you Come on. Last time I ate a Band-Aid. No, but it does... It's very bitter. It is a little bitter. It's like a bitter fruit on it. Like pith? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot of Very pith. bitter. Yeah. Mm. I gotta say I'm not really loving it. I don't think I'm really loving it. I'm not... Whoa, I keep hitting this thing. Um, I'm not really either. I don't like the aftertaste. Mm-mm. I'm not really sure about this. You know, it's very grape skin. Got a lot of grape skin. Yeah, yes, Do you know, yes. uh, we've talked about this before, but when I was a kid, I was a weird kid, and I would peel grapes, you know, with my teeth and peel the grapes. Right, you pull it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd eat the grape skins, and they're so tannic and bitter and weird, and they got a little bit of grape taste. But like also a this red weird... grape or a green grape? This is a red grape yeah, skin I think so taste. Too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost olivey. Almost has an olive taste. A little bit. A little like black. briny. Yeah, a little black olive, Mm -hmm. briny, salty. Yeah. Hmm. Now, foods on this one, I think you have to have, I don't know this would go great with. Seafood. Well, here's what I'd say. It has to be grilled. It would have to be a grilled shrimp, something grilled. Something charred, a little charred on it. Something charred or something fried. Like, I don't mm. think you could do anything tender no, with this. Not, no, no light flaky fish. No. Not even like crab. Like, like um, No, I don't think so. Steamed crab or, you or, know. Or steamed clams, you know, mussels. No, I, don't, I don't think no. you could do I it. I do think, I can see the shrimp with a little bit of, you know, like grilled marks yeah, on there. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think it would work. That would work fine. That would work. But I'm not, I'm not crazy for this. No. And I, maybe a buttery, like if you were doing a lobster or with something like a buttery. Lemon butter. Yeah, lemon butter. You might be able to get to away dip with it. it. In. Mm-hmm. But this is more of like a pasta, meat, spaghetti, like meatball, food. lasagna kind of. Now, you wouldn't do meatballs at the, the feast. Of, yeah, but you wouldn't do meatballs at the feast of the seven fishes. No. But if you had a, a lasagna, non meat lasagna, mm-hmm. or something really cheesy, be really good with cheese. This is a good appetizer wine, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Like if you have stinky cheese, like a like an Italian stinky cheese, I think this would go great. What about a lot of times in Brusco's, aren't they kind of a dessert wine too? They can be. This one is not super sweet. No, it's I, not. It's pretty dry. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's not bone dry, but it's pretty dry. It's a great bottle. A beautiful I bottle. Like the design and everything. Just not loving it. No, I can't get all of out of my head. Yeah. Okay, so let's give it a rating. What rating would you give it? This one. Oh, gosh. You know, um, I don't think I would. I think I'd probably give it like a Are you going five? Okay, I'm giving it a five. I don't think it's pour down the sink. No, but I think I would either hand it off or I don't know if I'd. I have a little bit of a hard time finishing it, though. 
Yeah. It's on the cusp of a four. Yeah. It is on the cusp of a four. Yeah. Hmm. I really had high hopes. We've been drinking this Lambrusco that's like a rosé pet nat kind of Lambrusco that's beautiful. I should have brought that one on the show because mm. it's a really, it's Radice, R-A-D-I-C-E. It's beautiful wine. Mm. That that one, that one you can drink all night with seafood, without seafood. It like a be- It's beautiful, yeah. beautiful wine. This one, Menza Menza. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so Carmela, which one of these wines are you finishing? A tonight. Ooh, I'm going straight for the Suave. I knew it. La Cappuccina. La Cappuccina. Suave. What about you? I'm, well, I'm definitely doing the same thing. Like, okay. of all the wines tonight, that's the one that's most sort of like... That one kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's kind of... Well, but it's also up our alley. Right. I think if you like, right. again, like a bigger bodied white wine, more Chardonnay-like, you're going to really like the Cattarato, and you might not love the Suave. Mm-hmm. Although True. the Suave is not... The Suave is not as sort of flyaway as a Pinot Grigio can be. It's got a little bit more flavor than mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a crisp white wine. Right, right. So are we bringing a bottle? Yeah, for, for show. Christmas Eve? For okay. show. Okay, let's talk about the taste profiles expected from these wines. Okay. Ready? Mm, ready? So, Caruso Emini Bio Cararato. I James, think you just like to say that. I do. James Suckling said, aromas of waxed apples, grilled lemons. He's so weird. Honeysuckle and praline. Oh. Uh, oh. Crushed stone minerality. Okay. Uh, fresh, fruity, refreshing acidity, medium body. I didn't think it had a lot of acidity. Creamy and attractive. I, I agree with medium body and creamy. Mm-hmm. Rock juice says... Rock? Sun- oh, I was like, rock, rock juice. juice. Yeah, no. Rock juice. This is another <laughs> website. Sunny and breezy with crisp yellow apple, okay. Meyer lemon, mm-hmm. and almonds, ah. balancing white flowers and apricots, okay. and a kiss of acid on the finish. Well, what did we oh, say? we didn't do so bad. We no, have a lot of this... I said nuttiness. Right, and you have uh, almond, lemony, with Peach. medium body... Creamy. Peach. Peach. Yeah. No, we had a lot of it. So James Suckling, as usual, is just full of crap. Yeah. I don't know what he tastes. Oh, my god! But the rock juice, like, totally on, like, they're different. It's like they tasted different things. Right. Grilled lemon. Who the hell is grilled lemons? Okay, anyway. La Cappuccina. People grill lemons. That's uh, weird. Okay. okay. La Cappuccina Suave. The winery says bright straw yellow in color, delicate notes of flowers and almonds on the nose, uh, well-structured, fruity, with a hint of bitter almonds. The Vinia said... Vividly fruity yet floral. Uh, didn't we get flowers on Yes, it? I was saying. Candied lime and salty minerals with sour melon nuances. Okay. Juicy acidity. Melon. We didn't really say much about melon. We didn't. Tropical flourish comes through. Ah, okay. Spicy, suave, he said. Mm. Uh, take advantage of its zesty character. I kind of, I felt like it was definitely zesty, but I don't know if I would call it spicy. Didn't we get like salty and minerally and... Right, some rock on it too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we did a lot of like some tropical stuff though. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. a nectarine peach. Did we say flowers too? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I think we did pretty well. Not bad. And then the Perranze Lambrusco. The winery says a lively red with purple highlights, persistent mousse. I agree. Lovely lilac pink hue. That's true. Uh, broad inviting bouquet, notes of ripe black cherry, macerated plum, wild strawberry, and licorice. Oh. Licorice is good. Uh-huh. But we said plum. You did say plum. plum out of the gate. Yeah. Um, let's see. We were able to enjoy the dark flavor of overripe cherries. Okay, I can see that. Uh, started with the typical bitterness you'd expect with Ambrusco and finished with sweeter plummy notes. Mm. They weren't getting like the olive, though, and the... Not know. the briny, pithy. Yeah. No. 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 So, I mean, 
Look, here's what I'd say. Maybe there, there's probably a lot of people that love that aspect of Lambrusco. More power to you. Go for it. Right. Like, not quite our cup OT. But I think three wines, you know, if you want something different, bringing a sparkling red wine is always kind of a fun thing to do. Right, a little right. bit I'm, different. Yeah. There, and Lambruscos, there are some great ones. Like, I'm, yeah. And there there would be people who would probably enjoy this. Enjoy one. this very much. And it it's might a great be, looking bottle. You know, this could be a great example of a wine that just needs food with it. And then you might feel really differently about it mm-hmm. they're just sipping it on its own it's like mm, i'm expecting something a little different but if again if you had it with like a stinky cheese or something you're like oh this is awesome let's let's drink more right <laughs> let's drink more and maybe with a uh, you know uh oysters that i don't drink it would be great Ooh, that you don't drink i mean i don't eat it mm. would be great to drink people with. a lot of them kind of do you kind of do drink an oyster yeah, you, you do. don't really eat an oyster no. you kind of Are drink you, an should oyster. i challenge you to an oyster no okay, but our good. son and our daughter started to our son although he didn't do it the last couple of years because no. he went vegan or vegetarian he went ve- but, now but I wonder back. if he's going to go back. I don't know if he will. It was actually it was a bit his of tradition. It was his tradition and every lo- Christmas Eve well, that he would try. And a lot of people have adopted that. A lot of the younger generation, like his Middle. his and, uh, Middle, age Middle, and younger, Middle, 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 Middle. they've all kind of been doing it like, oh, it's the oyster celebration. And they'll just have one that night. Yeah. But I can't do it. I just don't have any interest. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm know. surprised you don't. I really just don't. I don't love oysters. Yeah, I don't either. I've had them. They also make me a little nervous. How about how my brother made fried, fried oysters. oysters and you just thought oh. you weren't going to see I the I was next gonna, day? I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. I know. I was just ready to die. You were fine. No, everybody was fine. Everybody was eating them. There was also something a little bit like, I don't want to go there. It's just something a little bit like, <laughs> what? how do I say it? Okay. That's not going in the podcast. Wait, please? For sure. Can you please? So, Carmela, it's just about time for us to go. But before we do, we do want to thank you very much for listening to us. If you haven't done so yet, give yourself a Christmas gift or a holiday gift, Hanukkah, whatever, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate by subscribing to our podcast. I mean, and what better gift us, giving, would you want under the tree? That's right. And give us a gift of a nice rating and review. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd also love to hear from you. And from the people in Virginia. We would love to hear from you. So you can leave a message for us on our website, thewinepairpodcast.com. You can always email me at joe at thewinepairpodcast.com. If you go to our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. And if you missed our newsletter, you can just email me and I'll send it to you. I promise. And follow us on Instagram so you can see some of the pictures of the wines that we are drinking and also we're going to do some ai pictures there you go and um, with that we're going to sign off and we'll thank you again thank you thank you one more time (laughs) and as we like to say life is short so stop drinking shitty wine ciao ciao bye